All right, social media family. Thank you for joining us once again for installment number six in the Christian philosophy series. And the subtitle for our lesson tonight is, Can I Really Know God? Can I Really Know God? So now if somebody walks up to you in the street and asks you that question, how do you respond to that? Of course. Absolutely. All right. I'll introduce you to him. I've, I've known him for a long time. And he designed us to know him. Okay. 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 All right. So, if that's the case, then let's say the person is like, well, what does he look like? Where is he? How do you, how do you prove that he talks to you? I would have to say how much time you got. And you need to give me a category because we'll be here all day. That's my answer. Okay. Okay. Kind of back and school on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, this is going to be a long, we're going to have like dinner or something. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to give me a category too because there's so much. Okay. Or you could just say, it's a lifelong journey. <laughs> okay. 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 So, in other words, you can't. Yeah. I, you can't learn it all now. Even what I tell you, you can't comprehend now. They kind of anything. What I was going to think too is about, you know, they say you can't argue with a testimony. Mm -hmm. And when someone's like, got this really like beat up life and then God comes in their life and they change and no one else could change them. I mean, they just said they were an alcoholic and they tried AA, they tried everything, nothing worked. And then God came in their life and they changed. And it's like, you'll look at them and go, okay, God exists. Like you can't, you know, it's got to be something, you know? So, yeah. That's what happened to me. Uh, there you go. Where, where I worked, right. where I worked, people would come up because they knew that I'd changed. It was very obvious. People would come up and ask for prayer for if they were sick or their grandmom was sick, and and I didn't witness to any of them. I, I just I just changed. I was just a different guy, you know. And they knew it. And then you know they would come up and say pray for my grandma in front of everybody. They'd make fun of me. They said, how'd you get saved? Somebody throw your life preserver. And, and then later they come up and something was in their family. Somebody was sick. They said, Gene, I need you to pray for so-and-so. I mean, they just knew that something was different. And they knew, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Because I know this is something we talk about all the time where, you know, people can argue religion and doctrine. They can yeah. argue that stuff. Yeah. But... So they, <clears throat> but they can't. They they can't argue a changed life. Mm -mm. Yeah. They can't argue that. It's like something is going on, and you didn't. You didn't um, go to the psychologist or the psychiatrist to get that change. And people who have tried all that and still didn't get what they were looking for, but then they came across Jesus. They met him. Yeah. And then there was that change that only he could provoke. Only only he could do that inward change. That man becoming alive, the dead thing, becoming a living thing. Well, see, mine was different because I was considered litigated all my life. I had saw, you know, I went to heaven when I was eight years old and the spirit slain on the 40, you know, 40. Four hours and 45 minutes. 
And I was always bitty bitty, but I talked to Jesus, and he came to me the way I was, you know, I could, eight years old, mm-hmm. he's not going to come to flame. He was like, going, oh, what is that? He came in the, the way with, you know, Jesus, the, the dark hair, and just because it was that way. But I guess it's because I've always wanted to love people, and they did it perfect, of course. Failed, made it miserably, but through my through my life, I would, even when the parents, when I was backslidden, did some stuff, I had people tell me to go, you love so well, how how come? I go, <laughs> and one you know one lady, I was I wasn't even living like I should at the time, and she t- told her and me she was living with, she goes, you were the the best example of Christian I've ever met. I'm going like. I'm like an eleventh for the Lord right now, like I share. Yeah, she was backslidden and she would have went through hell if she had died. No, but it was right? stuff I was doing. I <laughs> but, know, was like, Sir, yeah. there, was that, there was another lady claimed for that died a couple years ago. She told you let go. My word means everything to me. I failed, but it's something to do with my, my word. And she saw me when we claimed that my mom would call mm-hmm. and my mother and I would just have we would just go at it. It, I cursed each other, but she'd call me on the phone while I was working, and we get into a disagreement. I remember that I, I, I take the phone, or I might throw it, and then the next week we'd go clean again, and I'd be talking to my mom, everything's good, and she would ask Jewel, she goes, how did your mama do that? Yeah. It's, it's called love, and it comes from God. Well, that was her songs. All I got to do is act naturally. <laughs> you know, it's, it was to me, it was just natural to do that. She she throw joy over and over, she would tell me, she goes, she was like, was so mad at her, and now she talked. She's talking about when nothing's wrong. She goes, but said because in her eyes it is nothing wrong. <laughs> she goes, it's different. Mm-hmm. I go, see, but I said, here you you have this really tremendous story. I go, everybody's like, she's goody goody. I go, goody goody. I just don't want to do that. Is that that's wrong? I mean, with the bars and stuff. I go, but you know, I tried that. I go, because I guess because people say goody goody goody. I go, mm-hmm. Do that. I don't like that. I like this. I like love. Mm-hmm. I like right. love. And that comes, you can't have that kind of love without having a relationship mm-hmm. with the God we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> so no perfect, no, yeah. That's right. That's right. No but perfect there, you know. Now, okay. we're going to get in the scripture a little bit, but just to kind of, you know, carry this narrative a little long, a little longer. Sure. Now, let's say that, you know, somebody says, yeah, you know, God is real. Um, you know, you, you have so many ways that you can, you can get to him, right? My friend goes to the Buddhist temple down the street. I would say, as long as that way is Jesus, you're right. No. Right. Okay. Now, Jesus said, Jesus said what? He says, I am the The way, way, the truth, truth, and the life. No man. No man. And, and see that. You know, when people kind of, they, they try to bring together all religions mm-hmm. as being the all same or one, heaven, you know, that just smashes the, the idea of that to pieces. Because at the end of the wait, day. What? What? Wait, start that sentence again. Okay. What is what thing? All right. Let me, let me say it again because I. Just to bring it all together. Now, this is something that all that all of us are familiar with, where people will say all paths lead okay. to God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and somebody would say, 
whatever works for you is fine. Yeah. If Mohammed, if Mohammed yeah. works for you and Buddha works for you and Jesus works for you, then that's fine. But John 14 and 6 says, what did Jesus say in that scripture? I am the way, the, the truth, truth the and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So to be Christian in this, I mean, I'm talking about orthodox, born again, Bible believing, scripture is inerrant, believer. That what Jesus said is making him exclusive. Mm -hmm. Right? He is the only way. Yeah. And this is not the first time he, you know, he's made that proclamation. Because what about John 10? He calls himself the what? The door. Oh, yeah. He's the yes. door. The door to the short sheepfold. Right. Yeah. So he is the the way that mankind, us as fallen man, can have a relationship with God or know him. Right. So that is so that is what we proclaim. Right. So let me ask you this. Why is the the argument that all paths lead to God? Or many paths. I've had people say that to me, and I, I challenge them right on the spot. And I'll, I'll read them the scripture, Jesus, what Jesus said, and then I'll look at them and say, if you want to call Jesus a liar, that's on you, dude. But I'm backing off of this. I believe him. You know? Yeah. Well, why is that, why is that argument so attractive to the world? Because they, they can go their way, the way, a natural way they want to go. They're always trying to justify whatever path they take. Actually, I don't know the answer to that. Oh, go ahead, Mary. Because I, I actually don't know the answer to why they didn't want to, because I never wanted to. So I don't know what they think. I need somebody to tell me why. It's true. I don't know why. To, you know, I can't relate to that. Mm -hmm. Mary has something to say. Help me out, Mary. Uh, yeah, the only thing that, that I've finally come to that just makes it really clear for me is every other religion is about me earning something. And that's very attractive to people because we want to be our own mover and shaker. That's what sin is. And Jesus says, no, you lay down everything and I'll give you everything. That's the difference. He's done it all. Every other religion, it's a demand. You have to do something. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> You just receive with Jesus. But it's still that idea because we were watching the encounter movies with um, Bruce Marciano, that those, and I was very, you know, very, very. So was I skeptical. We were for watching it really yeah. close. It's just the way he, he did. He kept this, you know, these, this, all these different paths and stuff like that. It was, it's just the way he did. We related to people. It was really good, yeah. We we hadn't seen it for years. She's you know what I'm saying, and then yeah. we're like, "Is it gonna be good?" Because you know, when you get Andrew you're like, "Okay," and then you see him, you're like, oh, "Okay, it's okay." And yeah, he's just a little like me. He was, you know, "Come to me, all you who are weary, and you know, I will give you rest." Like and, this path you're taking is, you know, it's it. it I already know what's gonna go. I'm trying, and of course, it was he was actually talking to them and spiritually talking. Mm -hmm. If I could note this too, not to interrupt you, just thinking. Okay. Maybe that's what it is, is 
not maybe, I mean, this is the truth, is really Jesus' rest, all the other ones you have to earn, right? Mm-hmm. But Satan tries to distort it to the world and make it out the opposite, that you have to, it's like, you know, you have to give all to Jesus, but it's like, oh my gosh, I have to give, I have to be like something, uh, you That's know. what it was, and too. Then, oh, if you come to Buddha, all you can do is just sit there and go, oh, I'm not making fun of any Buddhists, I love everybody. It was but, that point in the end of the movie, the second part, he was talking to a young woman that was, she was on drugs, and she was married to the drug lord, and there was a lot of struggles going on. But so when he related to her, he said, "I saw you when you were being raised." And was it by monks? Was it what was it? Whatever it, it was, the religion. It was yeah. you were taught you had to do all these things to earn stuff. And he goes, "I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do anything." And right, it was really in how they they transformed her because she looked so horrible with the drugs. And he was trying to tell her husband, drug lord, man, that he was older too. What you going to give her, the little packet that will give her? And he told her, he said, it will give you relief. But what I can't give you will give you eternal peace and relief. Which do you want? She's like, well, what do you have? Mm-hmm. And then the way they train, what you receive, and it, then they, they showed how she was just so bright and so changed. And said, so, can't you see some of the people in the movie is like, they're skeptics and they're still hard. And you could tell that it was a change. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have a, a, an aura about, about you when you, it's like, he has changed. Well, he really has changed because he even looks changed. Well, they, 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 I used to party with everybody where I worked. Mm-hmm. And I was a hard partier. And uh, overnight, I was different. I, even my personality was different. I remember one time I said, uh, now you got to remember, one day, Every other word out of my mouth was a curse word. The next day, I remember one time, damn came out. And I felt like I had slapped the Lord in the face when that word came out. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then there was a guy next to me who said, what are you sorry about? I said, what I just said. And he said, you only said damn. And I said, man, shut up. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, that's how sensitive I got. That's good. Yeah. Now... I'm, I'm going to be this antagonist tonight, I guess. Go ahead. All right. So you Christians say that Bible is, is your holy book, but it was just written by men. So how can you tell me what God said based on what a man wrote? Because man didn't write it. Well, they need to go to last week's where we talked about is the word of God inspired by, mm-hmm. by God. They tell them they need to go watch last week's episode. <laughs> Got that for nine hours. <laughs> She's got a big point. That's good. That's good. All right. Now we they, we'll finally get into the word. Let's go to Genesis three. That was good, right? Mm-hmm. Miraculous That's where I wanted to go. That was actually to be my answer. All right. All right. So this is where the serpent comes in to the garden where he's deceiving Eve and where the fall happens. Okay. And I know we, we, you know, we go over this a lot, but it's, it's pregnant. So every time you look at it, you know, there's something you can pull out. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go from, go down to verse four. All right. All right. I'm reading the King James. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. 
And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Well, let me pause here. Now, what do you see happening here? He's asking a question. Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So he's asking a question. It's a loaded question. Hmm. Loaded question. Okay. Okay. Second verse. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And we still haven't figured out how she came <clears throat> up with the touch it part. Has anybody figured that out yet? Mm -mm. Where'd she get that? See, then that's the, that's the question. Uh, she because, already had that. Like, what? Because look, look, listen, you know, look, look, at, out, look at what she said. Yeah. Look, look at what the serpent said. Yeah. Look at what the serpent said. Ye shall not eat of, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Straight question. Now, what do you think would happen if Eve would have said, yes, God said, we can eat of every tree except for the one, the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But she didn't say that. She added that part that Sue just mentioned. Says, God have said, said, Go back to read the whole verse. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God have said, ye shall not eat of, of it. True? Mm -hmm. True statement. Neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. <clears throat> now, we have religion right here. Neither shall ye touch it. God ain't say nothing about touching that tree. You gotta add something to it. He, he ain't say nothing about adding, touching touching the tree. He ain't say nothing about that. But she added that. Maybe because she wasn't there when God gave those instructions to Adam. Maybe Adam added that little proof of the tidbit. We don't know. Because hmm. okay. she wasn't there. Okay. So he embellished. Because men can do that. You know, if they're giving you an instruction and they add a little bit more. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's not that's just that's just that's the true. nature. It's not yeah. good or bad, but mm -hmm. you get a little bit more instruction. Okay. So okay. Perhaps she was just repeating what he told her. Okay. There's some churches built on that today. Verse four. And this, you go ahead. You got some. Now, just one. How did they even know what die meant? Right, there was no death. Yeah. And I was just wondering, well, how come Adam didn't say, "What does that mean to die?" Yeah, that's a good point. Like, mm -hmm. that there had to be some education going on there somewhere between yeah. God and like, him. What is death? Like, 
And for somebody that never had that, mm -hmm. that is such a Because there was no death. It's like, must you die this day? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, like so if I don't know what bad. die is, yeah, I'm sure now I'm okay. open to be educated <laughs> a little more. Since God is not telling yeah, me it's probably not death. that big of a deal. I think God told him a lot. I mean, but he, we don't know. He could have so opened his eyes and said, "Oh, what's this? What, yeah. What's dirt? You know, what's air? What's water? I mean, I think God put some stuff in him. You know, mm -hmm. kind of pre-programming him. But I'm getting nine hours ahead of the point. <laughs> Why did Adam join her if he knew he he was going to die? Why did he join her? If he knew how bad it was going to be, happy because wife, happy life. He didn't. Uh, well, no. So now I'm nine hours wow. ahead, but that is a good question he because he what, then after she did it, and then mm -hmm. he knew somewhat about death, but then maybe he thought, well, it's probably okay. Like that's a good question too. Well, shows you how much now, influence a woman can have over a man. Yeah. Mm. But so yeah. Okay. But, so anyway. so let's see. All right. Mm -hmm. So now you see. In verse three, where the addition has, has has been added here to the original command, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So, it's the serpent being the opportunist that he is. Look at what happens. Verse four, and the serpent said unto the woman, "Ye shall not surely die." All right. So there's a direct contradiction. Of what God said would happen, right? Ye shall not surely die. All right. Then verse five. For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Okay, so now in verse verse four, you see the direct attack against. The integrity of God's word, mm -hmm. what he said. Right. In verse five, you see the attack on his character, mm -hmm. on his intention. There's an asterisk too, and in line it says, it doesn't say God, but said they she lets they let you know it's God. Mm -hmm. What? Say that again. Like what? Look at look at the screen. The footnote. Um, what mm -hmm. verse is that again? The one was just five. five. Open your eyes and you shall be as God, not gods. Knowing good and evil, you will be as God. It's actually God. Big G. Huh? The big wow. G. Be God. Oh, be as the big G God, one God. Be as knowing God. good and evil instead of God. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Now look at verse five in the Amplified. I'm read it there. Okay. It says, for God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. That is, you will have greater awareness and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. But then that brings us to the other point about she didn't she didn't know what evil. What's evil? Eating that well, fruit. Evil, I'm sure evil was. Like she didn't know what evil was. So and then what does it say about when she said the um she said the fruit looked good. See? She didn't say, she's like, oh, so she's focused on the good part. Oh, yeah, the tree looks good. 
let's do it. And she didn't, like, how did she know even, like, what evil was? And so she's like, oh, the, the fruit, the fruit, the tree looks good for food, mm -hmm. so we're going to go with the good part. All right, let's, let's read verse 6 there. All right. When And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So you look at that asterisk there for pleasant, it says desirable thing. thing. That's what it says here too. Okay. In the center. Okay. So you see the the direct attack on the integrity of God's word, what he said in verse four. And number five, you see the attack on the credibility or the, the character of God. All right. His intent for man being attacked here. And then what's happening now? And the woman is taking a second look. Eve is taking a look at the at the tree. It's good for food, pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise. John called this what? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All of this is being introduced here, right? It's being drawn out yeah. here the pride part in the wise like yeah yeah she needed she wanted something more well she was seduced into it when you look at her husband and say she gave it to him and he did eat he didn't even he didn't even say but why why nothing he just took it yeah and it's interesting too and in, in verse two when she answers she says we may eat the fruit of the trees in the of the garden, but she missed out on the character of God because in chapter two sixteen he said, "Of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat." Mm -hmm. There was a freely there as well. So even his goodness, his abundance, already was depleted in her thinking somehow. Mm. That's good. That's good. Because it's a it's a it's a sales tactic to market something to make it seem like without this product you're being deprived. You don't have you don't have all you could have if you if you don't have this X Y Z. So you see you see how. Subtle, the servant was. How he 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 draw he drew Eve out in verse three, and I think we you know when we look at that part where she says, "Neither shall ye touch it." There's a there's more there, and I you know Julie has meant she had led up to it like how. You know, we add works to the equation. Right? And how, how big is this whole idea of just throughout Scripture progressively, 
works versus faith, works versus grace. Like how does man connect with God? How does man experience life and life more abundantly? Is it through work or is it by God's grace? Through faith. Yep. Right. Grace through faith. Grace through faith. Grace through faith. Like that's that's the question. And I'm looking at I'm looking at verse three. And when she says, neither shall you touch it, is it giving us a sense of like deprivation. Mm -hmm. You can't even touch it. Like we 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 can't even it's so oh. we can't eat it. We can't even touch it. Yeah, because more emphasis on it's Something being held back. This is yeah, a prohibition. I've noticed that too, and I really believe we've almost lost an entire generation, many generations of people in the church because it was made out to be so rigid to walk for God. If I may note, as a side note, keep this 30 seconds or less. But, anyways, like a long time ago, actually, when we were at our old church, we were in a prayer meeting, and I was praying. And, anyways, long story short, I had God show me something. You know, I don't know where I was searching or seeking Him for this. And I saw like a string or like a tightrope in front of me and I was walking on it and God showed me and he was talking to me. He goes like, it's a straight and narrow path. You don't have to walk a tightrope. And you know, I didn't understand that completely at the time, but what God was trying to show me is like, you know, when you get so religious, so scared, you're like, okay, it's, it's a straight and narrow path. You're like, like this, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Okay, you know, you have to get used to it like this, you know, and God was like, you know, straight and narrow, relax, you know. And then more and more, I realized, like, oh, just some of the things, I mean, you know, we were told, we've all been told, I'm sure, in this room, it's like, mm -hmm. you realize later, you're like, is that really the Bible? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? That's good. Straight and narrow. Because even when you hear that, if I hear that religiously, that's scary. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the tightrope. That's the image. Yeah. Yeah. That's the image that comes, right? You tie you you on the tightrope, so you better better you better not let that foot slip too far to the left or the right, or you done for. But what is he really saying with that? Straight and narrow. But remember what he said. He is the door. There's only one door. Now there there are some other there there may be some other doors. But there's only one door that leads to our father's house. He, Jesus is the door, the exclusive, all access paths to relationship with God. Yeah. Right. But what happens? You hear the credibility of the scriptures being attacked, the credibility of ministries ministers, the credibility of Christian people in general. Right? And you see that in the culture. They're just a bunch of bigots. They don't really hate people. They're not tolerant. Right? So what is it a manifestation of? It's just a manifestation of the, uh, of the Antichrist spirit attacking mm -hmm. the, the message of the gospel. So Everything that we're seeing here in Genesis 3, what we see in our world, is just an, another manifestation mm -hmm. of what started here.
Let me go back to verse 6. I'm reading in the Amplified. It says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of his fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of the two of them were opened. That is, their awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked. And they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. All right, so the consequence of eating the fruit, what do you see in verse 7? Now they know evil. And they, they, they needed a covering. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing. Mm -hmm. They're totally free, completely 100% free before their eyes are open. They, they have the actual perfect. And everybody would like to have. So I'm, I'm seeing, you know, shame, mm -hmm. fear. Because he says down in verse 10, I was afraid. Mm. Well, the Amplified says, I was afraid because I was naked. It says King James, I was afraid. Mm -hmm. right. And he knew, he was aware of all the stuff, all the, the like said, all the, Insecurities and, and failures mm -hmm. that he was trying to keep from man, mankind. Such shame and guilt and any other negative thing you could think of. But having an, an acquaintance or a knowledge of, of fear, would you call that wisdom? And the reason I phrase it like that, because I'm looking at verse six again. Because to the woman, looking at the tree, it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise. So that's what is being perceived. So that's her human reasoning now she didn't versus give, being yeah. obedient to the instructions of she the Lord. She didn't give the word of the Lord much credence. Yeah. You know, we could call up Rick Renner and ask him what the word wisdom means because I'm not sure that uh, I, I would need to know what it means because I'm not sure it means what we think it does in that context of wisdom. Because, um, like, what did wisdom, what did she, what was she looking for with the word wisdom? What, what was she looking for? Because wisdom could be for anything. Doesn't so. it usually mean the appropriate application of knowledge? Mm -hmm. What? The appropriate application of knowledge. You can have a lot of facts in your head that doesn't make you wise. doesn't mean yeah. you walk in wisdom. Yeah, uh, wisdom is what is in the how to apply apply the knowledge that you have. Success and wisdom. Yeah, so I'm wondering what... Because if you look just like at the word wise in the um, Brown Drivers Briggs definition, it says to be prudent, to be circumspect. And the word prosper is here. Wisely understand, to be prudent, be circumspect, to look at or upon, have insight. Right. So this is what we see here. Right. But again, 
that that perception, right, is born out of what's going on here in verses three, four. For her to even go there, the serpent is challenging God's command directly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and challenging the character directly, right? So again, you know, when we talk about the scripture and we talk about the integrity of God's word, you know, it it really the things that you you hear in the culture today, the things you hear, it is you can find it right here. It's what happened. Because if we have these 66 books, the the God's love letter to us, the story of man. In God, if I can de- discredit that book, it's going to greatly hinder your ability to know who Jesus is, right? Yes. Now, I, I, I didn't say totally prevent, but I did say hinder, mm-hmm. right? That's good. Right? Because again, in the whole strategy, his playbook has not changed. It's the same as it was right here. And this is why when we started off the dialogue tonight, when Gene was giving his testimony, they can argue, well, Buddha said X, Y, Z. Muhammad said this. They can argue that. They can but argue with the testimony. They can't argue the, the living epistle. Mm-hmm. Right? They say... I know Gene used to light it up. He used to be the you know life of the party. He was that dude. I had track marks on both arms. I mean, I was I mean, out there. I mean, I was out there. Right. And now this guy's going to Bible study and reading the Bible, and and getting upset when he, he uses the D word. Some happen. Some happen. You know, something happened. But you can't, but again, see, and that's, it's the living epistle that God is, is using, right, as the, as another testimony to say, hey, there are a lot of voices out here, but the one that spoke in the beginning, that's, that's written about in these 66 books, that's who the real God is. So this is how the our personal testimonies can point people back to the reality of what's, of what's written in the 66 books. But this is helping me with my evangelism skills is your question about how is Jesus the only way? Well, this was the answer that we have a little problem. It's called sin. And if you talk to people about what is sin, you could say, you know, bad people. Do you want, you know, do you want uh, Hitler to go to heaven? Well, of course not. But then everybody, who gets to decide, oh, but I'm a good person. Well, yeah, but why do you get to decide? Everybody says that. Everybody. And, you know, and then when I learned after 9-11 is when most of us learned more about the Muslim nation, 
Well, they think it's okay to kill. beat their women up and kill their and stone their women. Oh no, that's yeah, but you they have they believe that just as much as you do. So one of you is wrong, and what makes you think you're wrong? And then the actual Bible scripture solves the problem. Jesus, um, about through one, where is that Romans or something? Through one man's sin, death reigned. Mm -hmm. Through one man's death, wait, somebody quote that. It's Romans five. So through one man, so there you go. I mean, boom, that's the word of God. This is this is where we're at. This is why Jesus. So to me, that is like the best, and I don't hear people say that. And to me, that is the best scripture for evangelizing people. Super easy. Boom, 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 Jesus. There you go. You're done. You know? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody's sinned. Yeah, so and that would have to do the sin issue. Right, but I don't, but the part about, I don't hear that people say that much about, yeah, they say all have sinned, but the part about through Adam, Jesus, you're done. To me, that is so simple. It is. I mean, cause that's what Paul said. But everything God said about sin is just to protect you. In other words, the, the stuff you put in place keeps you safe, keeps you from being sick, keeps, you know, just keeps yeah. you from, it's for your benefit to to uh, follow follow the, the law. Yeah. Too, when you look at that word sin, in many cases it's talking about the original sin, which is what Adam committed. Mm-hmm. It's not talking about your personal, oh, I lied, or I, yeah. you know, looked at that other man. It's not talking yeah, about that. So, it's talking so your about argument, the original sin. Your argument would be that we all were born somebody into sin. that says, yeah, but I'm a good person. No, because well, I was not talking no, about that kind of But sin. then I like from an evangelism point of view, Adam, Jesus, boom, done. But when someone says I'm a good person, you forget the next phrase. I never killed anybody. They all say that. I never killed anybody. Yeah, yeah. but the Muslims think it's great to kill somebody. And who are you to tell the Muslims they're wrong? And I don't even have to go there. All I got to do is take them to the Beatitude. Yeah. And... Jesus says, "Well, if you if you if you hate your brother, then you you know you you're guilty of murder you in your heart." And if they tell me it's okay to kill somebody, I'll put my gun out and put it in their mouth and say, "Well, you be the first then." <laughs> and it's okay. We'll, we'll we'll follow your we'll follow your religion, okay? And I guarantee you, the guy's going to say, "Wait a minute, let's talk about this." All right. Not, not. I feel like I need to do like the we TV, like, like like the TV stations do. All of the opinions expressed yes. in this, in this are, not, not are not the views of Grace and Faith Fellowship and and, and Curious Bible Studies. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, saying, I'm being facetious. just tell, just say it's called sarcasm. I had to use that today because the lady completely missed it. Now, it's called sarcasm. Let's let's jump into Romans five. What um, Sue had mentioned. Because I think we do, this is something that, you know, we do miss because even in, you know, if you like, like a lot of us, we, you grow up in this works righteousness based environment and that type of teaching, the focus is on morality and being a good person as a Christian. But it's like, that's not what gets you in. Mm -mm. That's not what earns your salvation because you cannot earn it. Don't you think? I think it was Finney that came up with the self, the sinner's prayer. 
That's not what's in Romans, right? And so when you when you and Billy Graham used so much when you when you lead people that way, they're focused. They're actually people tell them you have to repent of all the sins that you've committed. Yes, that's not the sin that that God's talking about. That's not the sin that Paul's talking about. And he doesn't even say that. He just says. Believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God. That's a good point. You believe in your heart. The Bible never says to get saved, you have to repent of your sins. Right. When you believe in your heart, and then that sin's all taken care of. I know we turned to Romans on fraternity, what I was saying this morning, um, to interject there. I was reading our devotional mom has this in the moment. But anyways, it was talking about faith pleases God or something. I forgot what day it was. But anyway, it's talking about Abraham, how... He believed in faith, and I mean, he was doing some really dumb stuff, and they point out everything. You know, he was married to his half sister, and he was even lent her out like he did to other men. I'll say it to the G and all that, <laughs> and everything. And yet, he believed God. It was a pure untempered righteousness. And Jesus had mentioned, of course, Abraham, and I believe it was John eight to the Pharisees and saying, "Abraham longed to see my day, and he did." Basically, because he believed on Jesus before Jesus had came, you know, and mm-hmm. he, you know, was counted kind of righteousness. So, Good. Yeah. All right. So Romans five. I'm gonna start at verse twelve. In the New Living Translation, it says, "When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone." For everyone sinned. There you go. So this is how David says he was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. The iniquity shaped him, but he was born in sin. Romans 5, 12, verse 13. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because they were there was not yet any law to break. Verse 14, still everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit command of God as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. Verse 15, but there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 16. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to one to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. And you see that's with an S, plural. But would this be under like the pride of life for people that want to earn it? Um, would this be considered pride? Like people who say, I'm a self-made man or woman. I pulled myself up on my bootstraps. Like they is that that's like a pride thing. So they don't want a gift. That is a free gift. Like there's certain new words ever since I started my 
Tuesday Bible study and now this one that the word of God is is just blown up. Every time you meet it, someone who's who's who believes that they've they've done it in, in their own strength, inevitably they'll be pointing at people who have. That's where they go. They they go to their they're righteous, no one else is. And if you watch their life, you'll see that's they're, they're always pointing to other people's faults because they've done it themselves and then eventually they go. But I and I just maybe I was never like that, but I don't find that very fun. I don't enjoy that, mm -hmm. so I don't understand those people. Because um, to me, that doesn't sound like fun. Now, if you're around long enough, you'll run into them. <laughs> but I'm saying that. So one of the words is the gift, 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 gift. The gift. All of a sudden, that word is new to me. Like I'm saved, but I never. Oh, it's a gift. God so loved the word he gave. But you hear the word gave, but it doesn't necessarily mean that your brain is hearing the word gift. And you have to say, your brain well, is what can I do to get this was. gift? Nothing. Yeah, and so uh, you, that's you, so you mean, you mean, oh, I, I'm, I'm just getting it? I don't have to do anything? Yeah, so to, to me, that it, for evangelizing, that for not everybody, but for other people, some people, like gift. Who doesn't want a gift? Yeah, it makes you so grateful. It's, so, it's so like somebody fun. saying, here's the keys. Your new Corvette's in front of the house full of gas and the title's in the glove box. But just think, you get of, grateful. think of the two <laughs> scenarios. The right, you know, I did this myself and blah, blah, blah. And then here's a gift. Well, I'm going with the gift because which one seems more fun? Mm -hmm. Which one seems more enjoyable, full of joy, not work my fingers to the bone? That just to me doesn't seem fun. The gift part. I think there are people that can't that they can't receive. They they have to believe they've earned they've earned it somehow. Mm -hmm. And so. you mentioned pride, right? It takes humility to receive a gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know, because when we talk about the pride of life, religion appeases that because it's self righteousness. Because if I get more gold stars on my Sunday mm -hmm. school quarterly than, than Julie does, I can rub it in her face. Julie isn't holy as I am. Because <laughs> I, got, I got five stars. She just got three. Right. And see, and see there, there's a, you know, there's a, a, a carnal, fleshy mm -hmm. satisfaction that you get from that. I did it. But as as Paul is is illustrating for us right here, in man, all of us were born on the same level playing field, mm -hmm. born with the death sentence. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, if if that if my if my eyes can be opened up to that, then that's putting me in prime position. To receive the gift. Mm -hmm. Because I know at that point, I, there's nothing I can do but throw myself upon the mercy of the court. And the courts of heaven have said, if Jesus represents you, you accept his counsel, your debt is paid in full. Mm -hmm. In full. Awesome. But you yeah. said a key word. I think you have to have the revelation that without God, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. And that comes by revelation. Mm -hmm. I told y'all before, I think, 
I was in Sunday school and they kept teaching that without God, you can do nothing. Jesus said, without God, you can do nothing. And so I'm driving to school one day and I keep saying, God, what does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, I don't know how many years it had been, 15, 20. I said, I've been driving to the school. I know what I'm going to do. I walk into my room. I do this and this and this and this. What does it mean without you? I can do nothing. I've been doing this for years. You feel like you're on autopilot, right? right. And so he let a couple weeks go by. And one day we, we were having lunch and the bell rang to go to class. And I went in having a little index card with every question I was going to ask, every single thing I was going to do for an hour and a half in order. And I shut the door and I looked at my class and I went completely blank. I felt the grace of God lift off of me. I realized, I kind of smiled. I said, oh, you're answering that question. I couldn't do anything. I don't know what I did for an hour and a half. <laughs> I obviously didn't get in trouble. The principal didn't call me in. I had no parents call me. I don't know what we did. I didn't teach. I don't know what we talked about. I don't remember anything. It was like being paralyzed in time. I was not capable of doing anything. And at the end of that bell, the bell rang, and that lifted, and I taught my next class. But boy, I was aware that we don't get out of bed. You don't breathe all night. If God doesn't grant you the breath, but I think for a lot of us, it has to come by revelation, especially if you have been one, like I was, that struggled and had to overcome gazillion obstacles in life. Mm-hmm. And, and you have done it by yourself. Yeah. It takes a revelation to understand, no, honey, you didn't even, you can't take your next breath without me. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, that, that understanding the mercy of God, right? You couldn't even go to the bathroom that's right. without the mercy of God. Yeah. We, 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 and see, and, G, and, and he, God reigns over the just and the unjust. Yeah, that's and, true. and when we hear that word reign, we think, okay. Rain as in always oh, rainy outside, depressed and depressed. Oh, yuck. No rain as in the, in the kingdom desert. sense. Yes. You know, he it, 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 he he has a he has the influence over the realms, right? Because he's God. But the thing about it is when as as, as Terry was saying. When you are in a situation where people, you know, you don't have like tangible people to to look at that have helped you, it's easy to get in that place where, you know, it's all about me. It's all up to me. And it doesn't have to come from a malicious place. No, and a lot of, it's not really pride. It's just experience tells you that no one's been there for you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it for yourself, it won't happen. It's nothing evil or prideful. That's just been your life. Everybody's walked away, left you, non-supported, on your own. You're so lucky you had me. <laughs> yeah. When they say there's no free yes, lunch. Yeah. <laughs> right? All that, and see you if you you grow up with that as a mantra. How hard is it going to be to receive this? And this is why in First Corinthians it talks about the it it takes the Holy Spirit to understand the gift of God. It takes the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. 
All right. All right, Mary had a look on her face. I'm, we going to go there and read it. We couldn't even sit in these chairs if God didn't hold our body together. Yeah. I mean. That's, he, that's Hebrews. That's yes, Hebrews. He holds it's, all things together. The, power, the, power the, the, word, the word of his power. And that's another one you can explain to me because I never understood that. Because in, and even because we, we connect that with the whole concept of quantum, quantum physics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that, you know, you can get all heady with that. But basically, you know, the concept of how you can break down atoms and, and quarks and mm -hmm. the, the scientists like, OK, if I can break this stuff down to the smallest minute detail. But the reality is every time they break it down smaller, there's, there's, a, there's a particle smaller than that. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand, well, what's holding all this stuff together? Mm -hmm. We know. Jesus. <laughs> we know. Yes. Jesus is. Yes. I asked the Lord one time how he made the universe by speaking. And he said, if I, if I stop holding everything together, he said, the entire universe would be cosmic dust mm -hmm. in a millisecond. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even know it was there. I mean, that's how powerful that is. Uh, it you know, would be the, not the Big Bang, the big implosion. Yeah, well, it was <laughs> that when he spoke, all those particles went together. And you look at everything that's there from nothing, and then you can see that everything can become nothing from what's there if it went the other way. Yes, yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Paul told him in Athens when he was ministering, he goes, and then we live and move and have our yeah. being. Mm -hmm. Now, Romans, I mean, I'm sorry, First Corinthians 2 and 12 in the Amplified, he says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. The serpent in Genesis 3 said, he ain't gave you nothing. See, you see that you see the battle, the contradiction. So the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And so this is why when we were witnessing, when people are preaching and teaching, all that stuff. When the, the Holy Spirit is there, then the gospel can really be unfolded for people, right? Mm. But when you're coming from a law, workspace, carnal perspective, it's just another set of rules, a moral speech. And there's no spiritual, no there's no life or spiritual power in that. You might as well get a, get a self-help book. Something else you gotta do. They said that. I mean, you know, where different things. I mean, like they even said, like television from the time. You know, movies were. You know, they they printed the words up. There was no sound. or just music and whatever. And then movies today. And then it was like a hundred years ago, almost. You know, or around. And then television, the same thing. And I even saw a movie on this. I can't remember the name of it, but they were talking about the television and the movie industry. It started out good, but it was only good. There was no like biblical foundation, there was no relationship with God, so it got to where that's where the moral, the moral decay in movies, you yeah, know, went from. To me, I think this was really extreme, you know, where they would have the parents sleeping in separate beds, you know, that's how much they were like, you know, they won't show anything on TV. Yeah, you could say And that. now, um, I love Lucy. you have to, yes. yeah, exactly, you have to flip the channel, or you have to, I'm not going to watch that movie because you see a little too much biology lesson, and it's just like, you know, but God was at the foundation, so it was like, oh, we could just push it here, we could push it there. And then it just got to where it is now in the 2020s. So. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. That's good. I know we've, this is something we've talked about, you know, how in all the time we've been meeting about how important it is to really understand the true character and nature of God. You know, now I'm going to read a couple of points from the outline real good. All right. Uh, Andrew says this in, in points E, F, and G, and H. says, I believe that Adam and Eve didn't recognize that, that Satan was lying to them because although they commune with God in ways that most of us would long for, they didn't truly know God. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds like a radical statement. I struggled with it at first, too. After all, Adam and Eve were perfect before sin entered the world. They walked with God in the cool of the evening and talked with him. They weren't exposed to the ungodliness that has hardened our hearts toward God since sin entered the world. Everything was perfect and nothing was blocking their relationship with God. But Adam and Eve didn't know the true nature and character of God as well as we can today. Well, yeah. Now think about this, that last statement. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if they could, if they really knew the character of God, Eve would have shut that down. Oh yeah. As soon as mm-hmm. as soon as she yeah, heard she'd be it. Trying to find she would know he was not withholding anything good. Yeah. Right. She known. And this is why people can't, you know, they can't lie on you about somebody that you know. Right. Like, you know, they, they, when there's there's some slander that tries to come in, like, yeah, you know, Mary, you, you know, Mary, she'd be um, stealing from these people's houses. <laughs> she she acting like she cleaning and doing all this good stuff, but she 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 be stealing Mary from these people's houses. Mary the cat burglar. Teaching her. Right? Oh, now, you know, just imagine somebody telling Julie that. Right? And I would know that's an absolute lie. Yeah. Yep. There you go. How, but how would you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a very good point. You know, you know, I was thinking with that said, you know, uh, <laughs> I was wondering, you know, I'm thinking because the snake, I mean, I don't think it was coincidence. I think it was him truly being cunning, going to Eve. Maybe Adam really knew God, intimate with God, know the nature of God, and maybe Eve didn't. And she was the one that was deceived, and he really wasn't deceived. He knew kind of was more he kind of knew he was more knowledgeable what he was doing, whereas he was truly deceived because, I mean, they didn't know the knowledge of good and evil. All they knew was good because God is good, so they just knew God. They didn't even know what evil was. So until she took partake of the fruit, then she realized probably, you know, that snake, that snake talking to me tricked me but at first she didn't know they didn't know what evil looked at she didn't know what evil looked like 
And that was evil what he was doing because he was saying something totally contrary to the word of God. So he was coming with them with evil and they didn't know what evil was. But, you know, what they did know is God is good and he told us not to do this and that's the right thing to do and it's a good thing to do. But it's like, Adam, why, I mean, you know, why didn't the snake approach Adam? And I feel like he would have shut it down. But he approached Eve and and I think Gene mentioned, you know, there is something with his wife, with a woman, because he came out of him that he does have kind of she does have on him, you know, in a sense, you know, or can influence him. Because he came literally out of totally beguiled. So yeah. So it's like, you know, and I believe, you know, and you know, because I mean, I always looked at it like, okay, Jesus came, he's the mediator between God and man, which Adam didn't need a mediator until after the fall. So now we have that mediator. So we're back to God and we can hear his voice, know what he's saying. And so back at that same position, whereas if he says something, like Adam probably know, okay, I don't know what evil is, but I just know that that's something I don't want. You know, Mm -hmm. like he automatically knew that. You know, that that is not something that we want because I know my father, I know I can listen to his tone. And when he says this, I know for 100%, we don't want to know the knowledge of good and evil. And all we know is good, and let's just keep it that way. But then the deceiver came to his wife and not to him. And that was the beginning of it all. Ever, what would have happened if he hadn't received the apple from her? I don't think nothing would have changed. See, that's what I'm thinking. So he he received the deception then. Yeah, and I think she was deceived. I don't think he was deceived. And I think there are some scriptures maybe that support that under the New Covenant that says she was deceived. He wasn't deceived. So why did he do it? The influence. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is the influence. He made a choice. He had a choice, just like we have a choice now. There's another choice, too. She was the only woman on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think, you know, we like, we have have a choice now, like free will choice. We have a choice now. You know, like I said, said, for you, life and death, choose life. Yeah. He said before Adam, life and death. Adam chose. But didn't the enemy have to go through Eve to corrupt the seed? What was that again? Wouldn't he have to have worked that deception through the woman because of the need to corrupt the, the seed? Because look at look at the child that she took at. Well, maybe um, God could have created another wife for him 
And then she, Eve, would have died. And then the second wife. That's what I'm thinking. Learned yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The hard way, like we ain't gonna do that again. And then what if that would have happened? Nobody says that it couldn't, and God could have created a, another woman out of his. How many ribs is twelve wives? How many ribs do we have? And it seems like the the ribs. sin is through He's the bloodline, and the bloodline's through the the man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting thoughts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't know it all yet. Let me um. Only really so. Does this deception really uh? I mean, am I really doing wrong if I'm deception? If I'm deceived and I think I'm doing the right thing, and then I find out I'm not doing the right thing, so I said, "Oops, my mistake. I'm not gonna do that." Well, but I, I mean, was deceived. But that's the thing, though. It's like you that that type of defense wouldn't be admissible in court. No, because you can because you, you can break a law and, and like, still they say it, it's bad. yeah you know that's Your not problem. that's not a defense. Now, of that's course, true. in reference to like the the severity of this event, defense and all that stuff, it it comes into play. But it you know the difference between premeditated murder and manslaughter and all that. But mm -hmm. the thing about it is, you know, she still she still violated a command, a command of God. Right. So there was a it's a transgression there. It's a, it's a sin there. But. The dialogue between the serpent herd, that's what, you know, she was deceived by the serpent. Right. And then. All it says is. Eve gave to Adam and he ate. So he was mm -hmm. obedient to the woman instead of God. Right. And that word so that God may have been his totally sin. seduced. He completely went for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> now, there, there's somewhere I can go with this, but I'm not going to make the feminist mad tonight. So Darn. I'm going to leave that yeah. alone. I know well, you have a question. If a snake started talking to you, would you hang around to listen? If a snake started talking to you, would you hang around recently? I have never. No. Where in the heck does a speaking snake come from? If I tell her there's yeah. a snake in our woodpile, I mean, she won't go to the side door for a week. You know there's something. <laughs> this girl does not like snakes. If a snake starts talking to you. Right. And it's even stupider if you talk back. That's how we are. But the thing about it is, even the way we're reasoning all this out. The it's, way, out it's, it's in hindsight. The, the way, you know, the way Kevin explained it, you know. All of this is coming through the, the lens of a Holy Ghost field mm -hmm. imagination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? What? Say that again. Like what? Holy Ghost field imagination. When we're saying it's like Holy Ghost. Right. What right. Imagination. They, okay. they, being hateful like they, they are not, they weren't in the same position as, as we are now. Yeah. No. Right. So imagine all this going on, but not having the indwelling Holy Spirit. You're in the presence of God. Oh, that's true. But not, but the, the Holy Spirit is not indwelling them the way he is now. Mm -hmm. 
Oh my God! How come I never, forty something years, never heard that? That is amazing. You see that? It's yeah. So, so we can because we can because you know you can you can get on your you know we can get on our hot hole spiritual and be like, if that was me in the garden, I wouldn't have ate that fruit. Well, I'm too smart to say that. Man, please, do you really know? No, because don't. you don't understand. Number one, no. you know all of the 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 privilege that we have now as believers. With the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of us. Like you can't compare yourself to any Old Testament saint. Right. Who besides me never heard what you just said before? Like she didn't have the Holy Ghost in her. I never heard that in my life. I've probably been not to that depth that that is a really, you know, not really thought about or that. Not even remotely close. Mom and I have to think about that. Mom and I have some female family members we love together. They're very good friends of ours, but I know she's heard it through the years. I've heard it through the years. When I get to heaven, oh, know, certain women, yeah, yeah, it's okay if I say it. Yes, like they said, like because of menstrual cycles and, and, and birth pain, birth pain and, and all that it's stuff. like when I get to it's heaven, the women, women would go we'll friends. When we get to heaven, we're gonna slap you. I mean, I used to say, and that then, and then we go, but I don't have to. What would we have did in that position? Well, if it had been Eve, it would have been the next one. Exactly, all the way down to you. That's what God showed me too. Is you would have did yeah the same thing. Because they didn't have the lens we do. I mean, even when we do, we still mess up. Yeah, there you go. You know, I said the same thing. We said that relationship. Thank you. We're ladies. But Andrew was the one. It's okay. It's the woman's stuff now. Exactly. Um, But Andrew was the one that said um, she didn't really know God. You were, was that? Yeah, I was reading that from the, the, um, from the study. I I think some Christians would think somehow that's blasphemous, but I think. I heard God preaching that neither Adam nor Eve uh, got saved. Well, they couldn't have known him intuitively. Neither one of them got saved. I don't know how true that that is. But you know, from all this, this is where all the, all the prohibitions against women come from, from this. Suffer a woman not to teach or not to preach or not to, it all starts here. See, that's wrong, too, the other way. But I believe she, so where does the word trust, like you, uh, I'm trying to think, how, you don't trust who you don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't go. trust who you don't know. Mm-hmm. So when God when God says trust in the Lord, does that not mean, and we have the whole Bible over here on this side of history. So if God says to trust him, does he not imply trust in my word? Is that not, Is am I right? Is that automatic? Trust in my word. Yeah. Trust, it's like automatic. You When someone speaks, you're trusting, just like if, um, isn't, wouldn't trust be involved? You said if somebody told you your mom was yeah, stealing, so stupid, you yeah. you don't trust that person's word. I trust because I you yeah, trust brother, in yeah. your mother. Yeah, yeah. So is, to me, trust is character. a huge word. Mm-hmm. And that, so, but that that just goes back. So that just goes back to that just goes back to what we were saying about the character of God. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because if you know the true nature and character, then. Your uh, your ability to to receive the word, the the guidance is there. And Gene has said earlier, you know, we're talking about the the prohibitions or the things that are sin that you know the Lord is saying 
this is I don't want you to engage in this. That's right. It's not mm-hmm. a a something to keep something away from you. Yes, it's not protect you. It it, it it is a it is a mechanism mechanism of protection. See, and if there was an understanding of that from Eve and Adam in the garden, then the scenario would have been a whole lot would have been different. Mm. Yeah. It, the deception couldn't have worked the way it did if there was an understanding yeah. of who God truly was. Everybody took a whipping from this part. Satan, I mean, the serpent lost his legs because from there on he's going to crawl in his belly. He must have had legs before that, right? Again, I just I, I question the you know you know the part where it says that we're reading in Genesis three where it says. You know, she saw it was good. She saw that it would make one wise. She saw that uh, they were being uh, like gods. Sounds like lust. It never, It Adam was never included. Mm-hmm. It never said Adam saw it was good. Adam saw uh, it was good for food. Mm-hmm. Adam saw that it would make him wise. Adam saw that um, they would be like gods. It never said that. And I think as significant again, it was it wasn't Eve's fault. It wasn't the woman's fault. The fall truly came. You, I believe she sinned, but mm-hmm. that fall truly came when he partake of the fruit right. that she just gave him. He never said any words. And as we were reading in Romans, it says. By one man sin into the world. And then by one man, Jesus Christ. You know, this story is men don't ever leave your women alone with a snake. (laughs) Wait a minute, guys. You have to remember, though, in the Bible, it says uh, female and male are both man. Mm -hmm. In Genesis, God called the man male and female. So man is the name like human. Well, I think in those particular passages, I believe it mentions Adam's name. I'm oh, not, yeah, not, it does. I'm, I'm just I'm saying, don't, yeah. I, I, we have to be careful about going into the Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's right. always the man or it's always the woman because it's male and female is, is right, right. created in scriptures. But I think it says by all one man, Adam sings. Man, man is all of us. So Sin, I totally understand. Yeah. yeah, one man, not yeah, because right. even in even in yeah. um, Romans five, it says Adam. Oh, so specifically yeah. says Adam. Specifically Adam. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But again, Thank you, Kevin. That was excellent. but the thing about it is, you know, we talk, you know, because see, I, you know, I like what Mary is pointing out here, though, because see, when we get into the minute details of these things. This is how people on the, you know, on the outside that are detractors or doubters of the scriptures, they can use this to kind of try to poke holes into in the validity of, of, of the word, right? And and say, well, this is why it's a male chauvinist book, or this is why XYZ. Right. So, I mean, we do have to be precise in what we are interpreting, yeah. right? But it one what is clear is that the 
place that we that we are in now, the type of relationship we can have now with the Lord is much different and, mm-hmm. and deeper than Adam and Eve had. As as wild as that sounds. Say they didn't have the Holy Spirit. But that's the thing. They did not have the Holy Spirit indwelling them. We're indoctrinated the other way mm-hmm. all our lives. You know, like and we yearn for Eden, right? And for what they had and yeah. yet we have it better. Yeah. Yeah. You got the author you got the you got the author the creator yeah. of Eden on his dwelling on the inside. Comes, we have much more with the Holy Spirit even than him. And you and know he's everything. Something we have said frequently, it's so important when we are discipling people that one of the points that we drive home from the get-go, God is absolutely good. Because when you are just starting on this journey, you don't have the reference of God's character. You don't know him yet. So if you can put everything aside and just go back to that one statement, I have to put my trust in, not necessarily the personal God that I, I know him personally, but in the statement, the truth, he is absolutely only good. And you can use John 10, 10 for that. that is so this is the important. evil one. Yeah. This is the good one. So even if I don't intimately know yet the character of God on this journey, there are some areas where we know God's character very well. And other areas where we're not as acquainted maybe with one of the names of God, right? Yeah. yeah. So in the meantime, if you just go back to God is only good. That can take you a long way to keep you from getting off the path. That's mm-hmm. good. And this is just some fun fact that made me sad, and we should pray for him. And it doesn't really matter who, but it, a few years ago when Bill O'Reilly was on TV and had his show, he was brought up, I guess, by in the schools with the Catholic mm-hmm. nuns. And one day on the show, whatever random thing he was talking about, and he said, Oh, I, I don't really think that Adam and Eve lived 900 years. Mm. I don't, you know, blah, blah, something or other. He yeah. gave some explanation, and I thought, that is such an interesting comment because it's, oh, well, I just don't think that that was, you know, tr- true, and then he had his own reasoning. You can't do that. No. You can't. No, so you can't. that is like, well, if that's what you're going to do, and... What I, I I just that was one of the weirdest things I had ever heard. You're taking a supernatural God and taking him back to being natural. Like when people would talk to me about the ark, couldn't put all those animals in the ark, and I'd look at him and say, You're talking about God, man. God could put all those animals in a ping pong ball. We're talking about God. Oh, oh, but you know what? Right, the Bible right. Museum right. or the Ark Museum mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. they said, Well, they were babies. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. There wasn't some big giant once. They said that they put little babies on there. So, you know what? Sometimes you got to use some common sense. Because I thought, oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. They didn't put these giant adults on there. I mean, there. God could have put the, they put the little he babies He could have put on. DNA in there from everyone. But you're, hey, you're hey, right, too. I mean, we're we, we all the time. But that's Your the thing. It, yeah, that's the thing. We can't use... Human, no, we, we limit God and, all the time because we use this and project it on the scripture. We have to allow the scripture to shape yeah. our reasoning, yeah, right. And that's it, that's right. and that's how you know, and other, otherwise, there's going to be a distortion, all right. Um, all right, we ran over a little bit, Facebook family. <laughs>
All right. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Good class. Good thank conversation. Thank you so much, guys.